Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey, written by James Weeks, Chapter 16, Crossing the River. Despite any doubt, you must find a way to move forward. Despite any fear, you must find a way to move forward. Despite any loss, you must find a way to move forward. In all things, may you find the strength and wisdom to move forward. There is no beginning without an end, and there's no end without a beginning. He's back. The spirit of my mentor, Dr. Afolabi Epega, is visiting me again. He's sitting comfortably in a chair next to me. He's been visiting me a lot lately. I guess he wants to make sure I tell this story right. Baba believed we all have a responsibility to pass down wisdom to the next generation. After all, that's what his parents and grandparents did for him. So on and so on, the stream of wisdom flows from one continent to another, from one culture to another, from one soul to another. Dr. Epega's no beginning without end expression comes from the spiritual teachings of Ifa. He loved to say this as he taught me the art of divination. I've never forgotten it. So beautiful and poetic. It's a visionary way of looking at life and how spiritual energy flows. At every moment in our lives, something is beginning and something is ending. Someone is leaving us and someone is coming to us. Baba pulled out his golden divination chain or opele and rested it on the dinner table. The lesson began. In divination as in life, everything has an opposite, he explained. Anything that leaves must eventually return. Anything that lives must eventually die. Anything that dies is reborn again. Where there's light, there's also darkness. We all carry positive and negative energy, male energy and female energy, and although it's not always easy to see it or believe it, each moment comes with a gift or a lesson. If we shift our perspective long enough to stop feeling sorry for ourselves, who knows, we might realize this. And everything moves in cycles. Science confirms what our ancestors have always known. Physicists are now telling us that the universe and time itself are composed of an infinite series of expanding and contracting cycles within cycles, says Anjin St. Just in the book Trauma, Time, Space, and Fractals. This new version of reality conjures images of vast cosmic cycles mirrored in smaller scales of planetary cycles, human civilizations, community and family systems, as well as individual lives. Each life is lived within a cycle, which is lived as an integral fragment of other cycles nested within increasing large cycles. Baba Epega spoke of cycles too. After all, 
He was a scientist and knew how to move between the shores of sacred technology and modern physics. Our divination system is based on cycles and the concept of reciprocity. If I come to visit you in Oakland, then I expect you to come and visit me in Nigeria. Then the cycle would be complete, Baba said. So, why is Baba Epega visiting me again as I share my experiences so broadly? Is it to make sure we all have a better understanding of spirituality and cycles? Even before he passed, Baba was concerned that many of us have lost our way. He felt a proper understanding of ancestral wisdom could help us reshape and rebuild our lives. Without these sacred cycles, life would come to an end, Baba said. Furthermore, once we accept the natural ebb and flow of the universe in our lives, we can shatter the illusion of thinking that what we're going through is only happening to us. Instead, we can view our lives as part of a larger cosmic cycle of rebirth and regeneration. And finally, with faith and hard work, maybe our spirits can soar freely again. Rebirth and regeneration. We all have a chance to renew ourselves if we so choose. We can arise tomorrow with a higher level of awareness than we did today. We can aim for excellence instead of settling for mediocrity. We can take better care of our spirit, our health, and our families. We can choose to awaken to the vast potential our ancestors see in us. And we can make a commitment to never give up. It's all up to us. The ancestors saw this book long before I did. In 2003, during my first trip to Nigeria, Aseda, my spiritual father, predicted I would write a book. 15 years later, Meditations Across the King's River is here. To most of us, 15 years is a long time, but to the ancestors, 15 years is no time at all. My journey has given me the guts to tell my clients exactly what Baba Ipega once said to me. Kilokanjufu, what are you rushing for? Our tradition is a path for growth. It is not a path for instant gratification. Spiritual development is not a race nor a competition. What is meant to be will be in divine time. write the book my ancestors wanted me to write. I had to leave home and explore other cultures. I also had to revisit my own. Going home taught me how difficult it is to see things that are close to us. This truth became even more clear to me when my friend LaVon Bell, a gifted artist who has been featured in the New York Times, Essence, the Huffington Post, and dozens of other news outlets took me on a short walk through Christianstead, a town on the east side of St. Croix, one sunny afternoon. 
Lavon is best known for her work with Jeanette Ellers on I Am Queen Mary, a 23-foot-tall sculpture in Denmark inspired by the legacy of Queen Mary, a fearless black woman who helped lead the Fireburn Rebellion of 1878, one of the most significant uprisings in the history of my people. During that leisurely walk, Lavon shared a bit of history and helped me to look at the streets and the architecture of Christianstead in a new way. For the first time, I finally understood that what I had always rejected as being Danish colonial architecture is really a fusion of Danish and African origin. I felt like such a fool for not knowing my history, but I'm not the only one. Most Virgin Islanders never think of Africa when they look at the old architecture and ruins around us. St. Croix architect Gerville Larson, a sixth generation Crucian, has a good explanation for this, and he's on a mission to set the record straight. Someone needs to speak up for the value of these buildings, he says. We built this place. We need to change the narrative. The problem, says Larson, is that we've been indoctrinated, trained to look at everything from a European point of view, even architecture. While the traditional architecture in the Virgin Islands is Danish in design, the majority of the work was done by African craftsmen, a highly skilled enslaved workforce who infused artistry and spirit into buildings that have withstood the test of time. Earthquakes and hurricanes have rocked and lashed our islands for centuries, says Larsen, but what has been carved by African hands still stands today. What an amazing testament, says Larsen. Beneath the plaster of these buildings are big, chunks of coral stones that our ancestors harvested from the sea. If only we knew the high level of skill our African forebears employed to build these structures, we would have more respect and appreciation for them. Larson, who serves as the Virgin Islands advisor to the National Trust for Historic Preservation, poses important questions. Why are we letting these buildings fall down? At what point do we open the dialogue for the next generation? Why should we tell only one story about our architecture when there's also another story, an African story that's begging to be told? Realizing the connection between the architecture back home and my ancestors is important to me at this stage of my filmmaking career. Prior to talking to Lavon and Larson, I never planned to include footage of our historic buildings in Across the Kings River because I viewed them as vestiges of colonialism. Now, I have a chance to help reshape a narrative. There are so many stories in those coral stones, stories of resilience and rich customs and talents from across the sea. Larson is right. We need to take a closer look at ruins of the past, but ruins are not only buildings and plantations. Sometimes the ruins are people. Old friendships and relationships we may have walked away from when things got rocky. St. Croix made me reflect on this too. 
How quick are we to judge others and label them without giving ourselves a chance to hear their story? I've come to believe we don't know people as well as we think we do. No one can be described in one or two words, yet we tend to do that. It's a form of spiritual laziness that comes from the throwaway culture that modern consumer society promotes. How many relationships will we throw away? Back home, I discovered a different side of two cousins I had been wary of. They showed me a side they often hide from others, a tender side. While I'd never encouraged some of their past behavior, I've come to realize they were far more complex than I thought. One would wave me over when I was walking on the road and give me a batch of prepared, healthy food he had cooked that day. The other loaned me a car he was working on and promised to have it in better shape for me during my next visit to St. Croix. They shared some rich memories with me, and I was touched when I realized they have deep love for me. Something sacred developed between us during my most recent visit home, a bond that can't be broken. I suppose the bond was always there, but it was buried so deep I couldn't see it. While I don't believe every troubled relationship can be healed, some are definitely worth the effort of saving. We have become so wasteful as a society that we have no idea what we are throwing away. There is treasure among some of our ruins. The list of ruins we should revisit is endless, but I think we should put financial ruins high on the list. For starters, we need to stop saying we're poor because that's one big fat lie. Financial expert Dr. Boyce Watkins says, African Americans have a collective purchasing power of more than $1 trillion. That's more than the gross national product of some countries, such as Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, and Venezuela, he argues. With $1 trillion flowing through our fingers, surely we can build a kingdom that rivals the fictional kingdom of Wakanda in the film Black Panther. How might one go about building a kingdom these days? The awakening must start within our own families, says Watkins. We must start to think of our families as institutions. Education, regular family meetings, and a commitment to following through and excellence must become our cultural norms. Every family should have a business as Watkins, and we must pool our resources and learn basic principles of money management. If we can get our financial and spiritual acts together, there's no limit to what we can achieve. The problem is not lack of money, but lack of vision. We have a lot of money. A lot of it is going to places it shouldn't go. You have to see the power of seeds, says Dr. Watkins. Big fortunes are typically built by the accumulation of very tiny actions, very tiny seeds that are planted over time. If we, if you don't see the little crumbs in your pocket, the spare change that you throw around and act like it ain't nothing, those little amounts of money are how big economic empires are built. An accumulation of snow does not occur because one big 50-ton snowflake drops on the city. 
and accumulation of snow occurs because of all of these little insignificant flakes of snow, says Watkins. The power of seeds, little flakes of snow, coral stones from the sea, ancient ruins, sacred cycles, financial empires, ancestral wisdom. The Yorubas are right. Ifa covers everything. So much to think about. So much to talk about. I'm glad Baba Epega stopped by to keep me going. I'm happy too, he says. He gets up from the chair, fumbles for his glasses, and stretches his short, round frame. Baba has put on quite a few pounds since I last saw him. In fact, he's fat. The fufu and goat stew must be amazing in heaven, I tell him. He laughs, rubs his belly, and says, Wait till you taste the dodo fried plantains and kalaloo we have up there, he says. It's nothing like the nonsense you people have been eating on earth. The palm wine and our rum, no comparison. And the women? Awolola, I was hoping you wouldn't ask. That's a long story. You fools on earth don't even know the meaning of gorgeous, wise, and wonderful. What about the beaches? Awolola, stop it. Enough is enough. You always try to drag out my visits. I need to get home. Do you think astral travel is easy? It's not like how they show it on TV. It's hard work, even for a master babalawo like me, says Baba. Baba heads for the door, whistling a Fela song I don't recognize. Fela must have dropped some new tunes up there. Baba left a crumpled piece of paper behind with some scribbled notes on it. His handwriting has gotten worse, much worse. My eyesight has gotten worse too. It's a verse from one of the sacred teachings of Ifa. It reads, Termites do not scatter without reassembling. People of the farm know the people of the town. Travelers of the earth and travelers of heaven, we will see each other again.